just like we have this, you know, thing hovering right now, that, that need, that, that's kind of what's prodding this right now. In the story of Esther, in Purim, the thing that was over top of all of that was this great king that had been manipulated by one of his people yeah. to make this decree. And it was Asuherus in, in some uh, versions of the Bible. Uh, but Artaxerxes is how most historians... That's his Greek name. His Greek name and talk about... I mean, this was this was a bad dude. I mean, if people have seen the the graphic um, CGI hit uh, three hundred, they were an intense movie. Intense. They they put him pretty well. Dude, yeah. dude was big scary. guy. Yeah, scary and guy. And that is the kind of villain along with Haman there because Haman manipulated him into doing this. But that was the the fear that Esther had to overcome. That was what they had to like the whole world for that year had to think, uh-oh, he, he's going to come through on that decree, this big bad dude that, that rules the world. <laughs> so. so as we get to the worrying parts of the story, remember that. Yeah. Because there's, this story is an amazing story. It really is. All right, so let's go back four or 500 years before the time of Jesus. The Purim story takes place in Persia, where the southern kingdom of Judah was taken into captivity, then eventually released from exile by King Cyrus. But most of the Jews chose not to return to their homeland. Instead, they made a life right there in the hub of the largest empire in history. Story begins with this powerful king, Ahasuerush. His Greek name, Xerxes I. He's hosting a six-month feast to honor his armies and the leaders of this massive kingdom. And again, think 300 here. The king's name was Vashti. She's the great-granddaughter of Nebuchadnezzar, who destroyed the first temple. Mm. Nice lady. Nice nice king. Yeah, Ahasuerush yeah. drank so much that his leaders began to beg him to order the beautiful queen Vashti to parade herself in front of everyone wearing only her crown. So you understand it was uh, not a not a good thing. She refused, so he had her executed. So this is the king that's going to end up having to marry Esther, and Esther's marrying this king. And so you already know this guy is a is not uh, you know is this good husband material? Probably not. <laughs> so now consider what it was like to be married to this guy. Next, the king ordered that every single young woman in his massive kingdom be brought before him, so he could choose a new queen to replace Vashti. Hey, anybody want to sign up for that job? So you <laughs> killed her for all right. Obviously, she could not refuse him. So then, during the next four years. Again, the story is long story. Short book, long story. During the next four years, more than 1,400 girls were to be brought to the palace for the king to choose for his potential queen. And that's when we meet this beautiful orphan girl named Hadassah, who lived among the exiles from Judah. When her parents died, she's adopted by her uncle Mordechai, and she grew up in his home as if she was his own daughter. Mm. So deep relationship here. It's during the 10th month, it's called Tibet, that she was brought to the palace to live with all the other girls. So she's <laughs> strangers now living in a palace with all these girls. But Mordecai had told her not to reveal that she was Jewish. Because remember, mm -hmm. uh, that could be sketchy sometimes. So instead, she used her Persian name, Esther. So Mordecai is a big start of this part of the story. We meet him in Esther chapter 2. There was a Yehudi or a, Yud, uh, a Jewish man in Shushan, the capital, whose name was Mordecai, son of Yer, son of Shimli, son of Kish, a ben Shemanite. So Mordecai is referred to as a Jew. In fact, he was the first person in history to be called a Jew. Interestingly Interesting. enough. Interesting. Before then, Jews were called Hebrews or Israelites. So what's interesting to that is the Mordecai was a Benjaminite. He's called a Yehudi, a Jew. So that really means the descendant of Judah uh, or Yehuda. 
So mm -hmm. that's or Yuda. So that's already kind of odd. So we don't even know what happened in the story. But you know, when the people came back from captivity, it was just the tribe of Judah. So suddenly he's a Benjamite. Nope, not anymore. He's one of this. So they become this people while they're away in captivity. So throughout the Megillah, the entire Jewish people, regardless of their tribe, for the first time are called this Yehudim. So the word begins to take on a new meaning, more important than their individual tribes. The root word for this Yehudim or Yehudi comes from the meaning to acknowledge and to accept. So it looks like all 12 tribes are now one people, the people of the Torah, the law. Mm -hmm. And this first happens in the Megillah, this, which is the scroll of Esther. As for Hadassah, Esther, Hadassah is Hebrew for Myrtle. Esther is a Persian name that relates to her story, or re relates to the morning star, is what that word means. In Hebrew, that word is, again, not a Hebrew word, but if you, you take it in Hebrew, it's related to the word for hidden. So it's kind of the mm -hmm. theme of the story. Yeah. She conceals her identity, God intervenes, uh, and his intervention was hidden throughout the events so that they snap up and go, and everyone, you know, is really surprised. So Esther has been taken to the palace to live with all the other girls for an entire year because it was required, required for them to receive beauty treatments before they could be brought before the king. And it says, the king loved Esther more than all the women, and she won his favor. Hmm. So the beautiful young Jewish orphan becomes the new queen of Persia. Who can write this story, right? <laughs> Mordecai, being a protective father, he'd come to the palace each day to check on her. One day he's sitting at the king's gate, overhears a conversation between two of the king's attendants. They're plotting to poison the king. Mordecai told Esther, who told the king, and the coup was thwarted. The plotters are hanged. It's recorded in the royal book of Chronicles that Mordecai had saved the king's life. So during this 12-month period, and they get to the 12-month, called Adar, the evil Haman or Haman was appointed prime minister of the empire, and the king commanded all to bow to him. But Mordecai defied the orders, refused right. to bow to Haman, because as a Jew, he'd only bow to God. And also, Haman wore an image of the idol he worshipped on his chest, and Mordecai couldn't bow to him without appearing to worship that idol. So it was a lose-lose situation. So Esther 3, 5, 6. When Haman saw that Mordecai would not kneel down or pay him honor, he was enraged. He, having learned who Mordecai's people were, he scorned the idea of killing only Mordecai. Instead, Haman looked for a way to destroy all Mordecai's people, the Jews, throughout the whole kingdom of Xerxes. So uh, that's kind of where the story's at. Yeah. It's a little scary, and uh, things are questionable as to how things are going to turn out.